It's now time for On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson. The conversation will range from local dialogue to international. This show is meant to enlighten, inform, and to inspire. On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson begins now. Hello and welcome to On the Line, a beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Cheryl Wilkerson on the line today. You know, I'm always bringing you the most interesting guests. Nobody else does this, right? But we have the most interesting guests. And today, of course, she fits the bill. A young lady out here doing her own thing in the world. Now, it's something rare that she's doing for a young black woman to be doing this, but she's doing it and doing it well. We welcome to the program right now, Marvina Robinson. How are you? How are you? Thank, I'm well, and thank you very much for having me on this wonderful show. I'm so excited. I am glad about that. Now tell me, where are you? Are you in New York or where are you? Right now I am in New York. I'm in our Brooklyn headquarters, taking room in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. All right. So the story that you want to tell is one of champagne? How in the world did you get into the world of champagne? I cannot imagine that that is easy because I'm thinking about all the red tape that you would have to go through. And then, you know, I'm just going to say it, being a black woman, I don't think that would make it any easier. But champagne, what is it about champagne? Yeah, so how do I get it? You know, and that's always the question. When people say or ask, one of the things they say is, it is real champagne. In my head, I'm like, what's fake champagne? They um, ask you, you know, is it real? Yes, all the time. And they also ask, where are your grapes grown? I'm like, well, you know, for it to be champagne, it has to be grown in the champagne region of France. You know, I tell them towns, they're like, and it's the automatic, well, how are you doing this? And it's just like, it's anything in life is attainable if you put your mind, your energy behind it. It's just probably not traditional, but it's possible. Everything is possible in life. You put your mind to it, make it happen. Like, I always have this slogan. I said, be like Nike and just do it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And so when did the love of champagne begin? Did you see your parents drinking it on New Year's Eve? Did you just wait till you were, you know, in college? Did it come after college? Where did this love of champagne come about? It definitely came after college. My friends and I, um, we were in school. We all went to different HBCUs. I went to Norfolk State. They went to Lincoln University. And we would come home. We would meet up. We would, you know, catch up over champagne. So we would pool our money together, watching the videos. You know, at that time, Brian yes. Moe was what was the in bubbles, I like to say. So we would pool our money together, get a bottle, and we would just drink and catch up like we were, you know, pretending we were these big wig executives. Um, like we are today, but, um, <laughs> that's right. We just started from there and that's how it started. And I, I just, I won't say I was consistent with it. I think I phased out. I went to my Cosmo days, like sex in the city. I had to have to Cosmo, mm-hmm. but then, you know, drinking with hard liquor was just hard on the body it was too much or calories. And I always thought champagne was very elegant, you know? So I started and I worked on wall street, um, you know, I would always order champagne, um, sparkling. It was more elegant looking for me, like when okay. I put together this this visuality. And then I just started later in life, I just started exploring and I let it to be my go to option for when giving gifts. Um, when, you know, going to, you know, different cocktail parties or events, you know, I would be the person to be talking about champagne in depth. You know, letting people know that champagne is just not celebratory. You could drink it all year round and there's such a huge vast of 
champagne houses and brands. But I always recommend people just taste different cuvées um, to really explore their palate. Don't be just stuck on one. Don't just be stuck on one. Yeah, because I, I don't drink myself, so I'm I'm kind of crazy in this conversation. So correct me at any time. But the thing about it is we always hear about women doing the wine thing. And you, you never had the wine obsession, huh? Um, well, let me correct you on a couple of things. Um, number one, you would be my best friend if you lived in New York because you'd be the designated driver. So I would okay. save a lot of money. <laughs> See, there's, there's something <laughs> valuable about me not drinking. Okay. Number two, um, champagne is a wine. It's just a type of wine. It's a type of wine. Okay. See, yeah. I didn't um, know that. I mean, I used to, I, I explore with like Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, different wines, and it just doesn't take to my palate. Uh, or, and I've tried red wines. I do not drink red wine. I try. Sometimes I'll have a nice smell back. But again, champagne is what really quenches my thirst. I, I'm excited to sip it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though when I force myself to try something else, I'm like, okay, I just need my glass of champagne or what I'm drinking so that I know that it's what makes me happy. So we have this one thing called life, and if it makes us happy, then that's what I want to drink. That, that, that makes total sense. Can we back it up some? When you came to Norfolk State, uh, mm-hmm. did, you come, did you have parents that had come to Norfolk State? How did you choose Norfolk State, and what did you major in? Um, I chose, well, here's the funny part. Um, one, I knew I wanted to go on to a historical black college. That was a, def- a definite for me. Good for you. Um, I'm, my mother sent me on, on an HBCU college tour. We did not stop at Norfolk State, but we did stop at Hampton. Mm-hmm. Um, and my close friend in high school at the time was going to Virginia State. I really wanted to go to Virginia State, but our parents said, you guys have to split up, you know, meet new people. So I chose Norfolk State thinking I was going to be near Virginia Beach. And I've never been to Virginia Beach, okay. to the actual beach. Mm-hmm. Never been down to the beach. Well, one time, but nothing explored. And that's how I actually ended up choosing Norfolk State. And it's probably one of my best decisions in my life because I've gained lifelong friends. Um, it was a great experience for myself as a young adult mm-hmm. growing into a woman. Gave me responsibilities, responsibilities taught me things. Um and it was just—it was just a total overall experience. I mean, I have my ups and downs. You know, as a typical college student, you have your ups and downs. Nothing is perfect. You know, you go through right. roommates. You go through trying to switch your major, but you know, but it's like, oh, my major—I majored in biology. So at that time, I was trying to go to medical school, so I majored in biology. So I lived in that science building. Dr. Duncan was one of my favorite professors. Dr. Richard as well. Um, so. Yeah, and I graduated in 2000 with my bachelor's in biology. That kind of makes sense in my brain about you. Don't ask me how it's connecting, but in my brain, it makes perfect sense that biology and now your palate with the champagne and all of that and the tasting and and the feelings and all of that, it makes sense to me. Mm. I, I, I guess it didn't to you at that time. You you were going to be... You it were, didn't because I, did, I didn't even work in the industry. Anything related to science, I didn't do. I went straight to um, finance. Well, how did that happen? I always had good computer skills. Um, I always knew how to type fast. I finished high school early, and I went to graduate early. My mother was like, you know, you have the rest of your life to work. So I had to stay in high school, take all these different electives. So I started taking typing classes because I thought that would be the easy class. Um, 
and I learned how to type fast. I always had good computer skills. Computer skills mm-hmm. back then, Excel wasn't it. It was Quadra Pro, so I'm totally dating myself. Oh wow! I just knew, I just knew how to um, do things well on the computer, like a, a mini computer with. So when I came out of um, undergrad, undergrad, I started doing temp work, and I was placed in um, temp for a temp role at Morgan Stanley. First time I ever explored a trading desk, and I worked on the Treasury's desk. And Treasury's is fast paced working with the sales assistants, and I just learned a whole lot there, working on my Excel sheets, which is I was good in, and I didn't decide, like, oh, this is the industry I want to work in, so I just tried to transfer my skills and learn more about the business. I knew nothing about finance. But it so was I, no it was, angst in your mind about, I have this degree in biology, and now I'm going to just switch to financial. It was no, you didn't worry about no. that? You just went with the flow? Yeah. I knew I wasn't doing anything with um, my biology major because, I mean, I had internships in the science industry and I think I tried a little bit, mm-hmm. but it wasn't my love and I just didn't have, I didn't know where else to switch my major to, so I just stuck with it. Okay. I began to love physics down the road, but it was too late to change my major to physics so I wouldn't have to stay in school longer mm-hmm. and that wasn't an option for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get into the financial world. How long did you stay in that world? I worked in Wall Street for 20 years. I just retired three years ago when I launched this business full-time. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Well, self-retirement. Not retired with a good passion show, but... Yeah, no, no. You did it yourself. You did it on your own. You did it. That's the best kind, right? Yes. And so you're doing the financial thing, but you've got this interest in champagne. So what are you doing? You're doing more than just sampling the champagne. You're doing more. What else are you doing? Well, we produce a full portfolio that we have for direct-to-consumers to purchase directly from our website that we ship to, and we also do distribution to different states. So this is coming up our 30-year business in February, but this, this is our first year, second-year business that we started distribution. So we currently distribute in um, New York, California, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and we're expecting um, expanding distribution to Virginia and Maryland. And we also have distribution currently in D.C. We have stores that carry our product in D.C. So Virginia is coming aboard in the next month. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. So we're going to be pushing it out all throughout Virginia and Maryland as well. Did you find that when COVID hit, that that gave you more time to push your uh, champagne brand? Uh, no. It actually switched my business. So originally, D. Stuyvesant was really supposed to be the house brand for my upcoming champ for my champagne bar that I was going to open. Um, so I had the inventory, but due to COVID, I had no place to place it. And somebody asked me to put it in the stores, and I said, "Well, if it fails, then it just fail. Like I, I, I'll keep it myself and wait until COVID over to open up champagne bar." But it actually thrived quicker than I thought it would, and I spent the first year playing catch-up. So last year was when we started deciding how to do things, and now I'm refining the business um, because we took off faster than I expected, which is a good thing, and I'm just doing a little bit of everything and just growing and expanding. Um, so that's where I see, that's what's been going on. That is what I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs the, the line you just said about things taking off more quickly than they anticipated. And I don't know why mm-hmm. that is, but I do. I hear that consistently, which that's a great thing for you, right? It's good, but um, 
I need to put more structure and controls in place. And also, being that I'm new in the industry, I'm learning along as well. So there's things that I thought I wanted to do in the beginning that I'm now beginning to change over to. Can you teach me? If I'm sitting down and I said, ooh, I was listening to Marvina and she just got me inspired and I think I want to start my own champagne brand. Can you tell me the roadmap? I mean, I would not have a clue as where to start. The problem is there is no roadmap. You know, people ask me that all the time. I said, there's no roadmap to follow. You have to find you have to find find it on your own because everybody has a different concept to how their business or what they want to structure. So I always tell people I don't have a roadmap. I never looked for anything. I just went exploring on my own and then I just slowly developed it. That is amazing. That is amazing. Because I would feel I would feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but I guess you are feeling like I'm getting things done. You know, I'm learning this. I'm going to figure this out as, as you go along because it's your passion. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. There's still a lot of things I don't know. Um, distribution is one tough cookie that everybody talks about as a smaller brand. So I'm really beginning to figure that out now. So you've been to France? I go there on a regular basis, yes. Yeah, so that's how I developed my brand. I spent time in France. Um, I'm a more hands-on person. When you say on a regular basis, like how many times do you go? I, I, I so I go, during, I go during every harvest season. I go quarterly because I'm very hands-on at the vineyard. Um, and if I need to come for other things, then I do so because I also meet with the vendors, people that make our foils, people that make our corks, people that make our um, our wire cages, people that make our labels. All of that goes into the business because what we do is once we complete it, once we finish bottling, we ship it over to the state and when I get it at the full package so I have to make sure the packaging is the way I like it what other planning that we have throughout the year we have new cuvées about the rollout all of that requires me as it is as I am the owner of the brand and so it 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 was more natural for you to not only go to France for the champagne but for all the other things like you said the bottles and the corking and all of that it it made more sense for all of that to come from France in other words like you didn't like go to Austria and say, oh, I like their corks better or something like that. Yeah, no, you can't do all that. I definitely didn't have time for all that. And also in my first year, I couldn't afford to customize my bottles. So I would just have my labels, but everything else was generic. So as we began to get more money, as we I reinvest all the profits back into the business, we began to customize our bottles. This is an amazing story. If you all just joined us, I'm talking to Marvina Robinson. She has her own boutique champagne brand, B. Sturdivant's. I'm not saying it right. Say it for me, Marvina. The Stuyvesant. That's and it. The, the, name, <laughs> the name is after the neighborhood I grew up in in Brooklyn, Bedford Stuyvesant. So I named it the Stuyvesant. And she is just taking over the world slowly but surely. And as she just told me, there was no roadmap. She's just doing this on her own. I hope you all are feeling her passion. And I hope that she is inspiring somebody out there to do whatever it is on your heart that you want to do. I don't I don't know if it's starting some newspaper business or if it's starting some kind of hair business or whatever it is. I hope that you can feel her passion and get her wisdom today. And that, in fact, will encourage you to go out here and do what you had to do. What was the reaction from family, family and friends when you actually started putting this into motion? Reviews and then when it came into full production, great reviews. Very supportive. My family, my friends, 
But I always say your family, your friends are always going to support you the first time, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I get more, I'm more appreciative when it's just complete strangers that are celebrating with the bottle from all over, you know, the States. You know, I have people that come here to the States from vacation, they take buy, buy bottles. And then they take it back to their own country and stuff like that. That's great. That's great marketing. That's that's wonderful right there. And can you describe in words, in uh, descriptive words, what your champagnes are like? Like just one of them. Just describe it to me. What what would you say? So we have a portfolio of eight cuvées. Um, one of our first cuvées, which is actually most recently featured in the New York Times is um, our Grand Reserve. Grand Reserve is very popular. We're about to be sold out, but we'll get a new shipment in by October. And it's actually a traditional three-grade cuvee. So it has the three main grapes required to submit shipping. So it's Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, and then also um, Chardonnay grape. It has nice hints of apple tones, granny Swiss apple tones. It is floral, crisp. Um, not overly dry, and it pairs very well with uh, an array of dinner options. So it pairs well with fish, chicken, though I don't eat it. I've heard pork pairs well with it. Um, As we had a write-up in the New York Magazine, and a chef paired it with some type of pork chop. Um, So I'll I'll, I'll assume it's good, because the chef actually has more experience with the palate. (laughs) And that's one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's just so amazing to me. Do you know French? No, but Google Translate does. <laughs> <laughs> and so you weren't inhibited at all about going there, not knowing the language. But you're going to do business. This is why the story is so amazing to me. You're going to do business. You don't know the language. And you just power through all of this. Yeah, I mean, I mean people over in France, they speak English. And for those that don't, you use Google Translate I wouldn't let a language barrier stop me from doing anything. Like, you come here in, in the United States. How many people do not speak English, but they're here doing what they do? They do what they do. And when it comes to the side of business about um, the legal lease part and all of that, did you have lawyers in France or you had lawyers here? My lawyers are here. They Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... So many moving parts to it, but you have done it. Again, tell people how they can get a hold of your champagne, please. Yes, they can always go to our website at www.cyrusschampagne.com. You can go to our e-commerce store on the shop tab. We have a full array of information on our website that people can look through. If you want to know more about the vineyards, that's posted on our website about me. It's on the website. We also have a press page where it has all different recent write-ups. Um, and some of the write-ups also have pairings from chefs, so you get to read through that. And if you're ever in the Brooklyn, New York area, we are located in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. You know, check out our events tab. We have events all the time. I would say this, this upcoming holiday season, we are having a full pop-up champagne bar um, here in Brooklyn, New York. So we're releasing those details on the website where we'll be have the space for about two months. And we will be having a champagne bar featuring all of our cuvées and some unreleased ones that we don't sell publicly on our menu for guests to come on it. You are full service. Can you tell me about your team? Because obviously you're the person that put all this in motion, but I'm sure you're you're going to tell me you have a great team around you. How did you go about selecting those people that you knew would be right for your company? 
so this is a small business. So when I started this business, it was me, myself, and I. Um, I do have two staff members in which they are responsible for day-to-day operations. And then for the most part, it's just me spearheading everything when I need to bounce ideas off of people, have a great set of networking, people that I can work with. I'm in different um, groups that are catering to women in, in women in business that I can talk to. Um, so, yeah, we don't have a, this fully big team. This is a small business that's financed by myself 100%, no outside um, capital money investors. Um, so, yeah, we don't have that full corporate life structure. But small team, big heart, big corporate minds, and we, we do pretty well. Recently, the lottery was going on, and you probably heard about it, as did the entire United States. And, you know, it was pretty much at a billion dollars. If I came to you and said, here's a billion dollars, what would you do with that with your company? A billion dollars. I would totally increase production 120%. I would um, actually build a B5% um, standalone um, headquarters where we would teach different classes in array and have like a kitchen about parents and invite different sommeliers oh, um, yeah. to, to come in to do stuff like that. Definitely education. Another portion of my business is to import over um, smaller growers brand champagne that is not um, not here in the States. I will have a different wing for that where champagne enthusiasts could come in to explore those uh, champagnes. Um, and I would do a big rise to push the brand out to major hospitality centers. Um, that's what I would start to do. And so did you just describe where your company is going in the next 5, 10, 20 years? Did you just describe that? That's if I had a billion dollars. Um, but yes. that's where I would love for it to go. Um, We're so claiming yeah, that. That's what I would love it. Okay, let's claim it. We are let's, claiming that, yes. Let's I, cheers to that. I am amazed by these vineyards because, I, I, again, I would not know. When you went to France, especially for the first time, had you identified like five vineyards or 20 vineyards in advance before you left here and you said you were going to go visit them and tour them? Or how did that work? That did not happen. There's no structure. I just went exploring. I had one introduction to one vineyard. It wasn't a fit for me. I just started walking around on different properties and asking them questions and stuff like that. And that's what happened. That's why people ask me for the roadmap. There's no roadmap. Like I had nobody to introduce me to all these different people. Um, you don't have these pre-set-up meetings. I connected with one vineyard. We were a good match together as far as personalities, and I just went from there. You you need to be a you need to be a movie. You need to be a movie right now. I can see it. Totally, because I you're you're saying it, and I'm picturing it, and you're getting off this plane, and you're just going, and you're just. I'm going to go over here and see what's going on over here and talk to them. And it's working. Thank you. Well, I mean, there's still so many hurdles I have to go. Nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm looking forward to getting there. But you've got to be pleased with the progress you've made. You've got to say, I'm on to something and I'm doing it and I'm doing it big. You've got to. I'm my toughest critic. So I don't, I don't take, I don't, I don't intercept or I don't, in that I sit on I should be doing more why didn't I do this why didn't I do that I should do more appreciation but you know again we're a toughest critic I'm far from where I want to be 
Um, so I'm always in drive mode. Okay. Okay. It's just amazing that you're doing this with two other people, but you are doing it. If you just joined us, I am speaking to Marvina Robinson. She has her own boutique champagne brand, and you can find it. She's going to tell us again before she gets out of here uh, where you can pick it up. But I need you all to support this effort. I need you all to support this woman and what she's doing because she's doing it in a big way, and she's doing it in a way that, you know, it's making us proud. We're happy when we see stories like yours. You know, our chest sticks out just a little bit more because – Yes, that's a black woman, and she's doing it, and she's doing it big. She's not afraid to go get on their plane. She's not afraid to pick out whatever she's got to pick out. She's not afraid to finance it herself. She's doing it. And so it makes us very proud, and I really want this listening audience to go out and support you and find out, you know, just what you're all about. So you making it this distribution, again, you tell me when the distribution is opening up in Virginia because that's where we are. Oh, I will. When is that gonna? When is that gonna take place? Um, we're just waiting for ABC to approve um, our license, our, our brand registration, I should say. So that should be within the next thirty days. Well, now we're down to twenty days. So it's it's right around the corner, like you said. It's going to be time yes. in time for the holiday season. Now, do you oh, ever? Oh, absolutely. Good. Do you ever come across people such as myself that don't drink and you let them taste it and they like it and they become champagne drinkers? Uh, yeah, all the time. People say I don't really drink champagne, but then I give them a background or I tell them to taste it. Because sometimes people think they drink a champagne and then not drink a champagne. They're like, oh, well, it's totally different. Um, so that's what I love about it. So I think what I'm saying is what I hear you saying is you want to make it more mainstream, because like you said, right now, we just think about it when it's a celebration. Somebody gets a promotion. It's the new year or whatever, whatever. But you're saying like, no, we need to celebrate champagne anytime we can, because it's a great option. Exactly. OK. You said it perfectly. OK. OK. All right. I think you should write a book. How about that? Uh, when I get that billion dollars, okay. so, that I can sit back and relax. so I can increase staffing, so I can sit back and relax a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you need to write a book because I'm telling you, it's it's a story made for the movies right now. You may not see it, but I see it because I'm just amazed by it. As I said, okay, so we're running out of time. Don't have too much time, but I want to get a couple of more questions in here for you. So, what advice do you have? Young people coming to you, and it might be a totally different dream. It might be a dream about champagne or whatever. What advice do you have them when it comes to going ahead, going ahead and jumping into the business world? Be open-minded to changes. You know, like everything's not going to be everywhere you want it to go. And sometimes it's a good thing because it'll lead you to the path you should be at. Mm-hmm. Do you think sometimes people give up too easily when it comes to business? Yes, and I've done. I've almost gave up too. So you things get hard. I yes, can't imagine that. You, you think about it. I finance my business by myself, so I have staff. I have rent. I have my own rent. I have two sets of every bill. Right. So all that is my responsibility, and it's based on our sales. So if I have a slow season or we're not making any money, then I'm responsible for other people mm-hmm. to provide for their families, and mm-hmm. I can't mess up because then. I'll become that, oh, I don't want to work for her. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You saying that you almost gave up too early, 
I just don't even, I can't imagine that. I can't hear that in your voice. I don't hear that in your spirit at all. I hear you. I'm going to keep going no matter what. That's what I get from you. So that's surprising for you to say that to me. But I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I'm coming from a very, coming from a very comfortable lifestyle working on Wall Street. And then I come to be a full-time entrepreneur. So I don't have that cushy salary anymore. I don't get that big bonus. I don't get pay time off. I don't get my same benefits. Mm-hmm. I don't get my sick days. I don't get anything. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge difference. I went from comfortable, cushy, knowing what's going going on to the world of the unexpected. Again, we are extremely proud of you. It is about time for me to let you go. But once again, tell everybody Let's see if I can get it right this time. Let's see where you, uh, let's tell everybody where they can get your boutique champagne brand. It's called B. Stuvis. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it, Marvita. I'm sorry. You go ahead and do it. B. Stuyvesant. And um, you can go to our website, stuyvesantchampagne.com to order and we ship directly to your house. That is too easy. So if I drank champagne, I would do this. But you know what? Like you said, it's always good to know for gift giving and all of that because my friends, they, you know, they can enjoy it. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for joining me today. How can people check you out on social media? Divergent Champagne on Instagram or Facebook. And click follow and just tag and share with other people to help us keep growing. Now, do you ever come back to Norfolk State? I come back for homecoming. Um, I'll be back this year. First time after the pandemic. So this is my first year I'll be back. October 15th, right? Yes, ma'am. I'll be back. We shall see you there. And uh, I want to thank Maynard Scales for introducing me to you. And I just want to tell you to keep going. Really, really proud of you and what you're doing. And I know it's going to be great. So anytime, I'd love to talk to you. You got something new going. Just let me know and we'll talk about it. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you so much. That was Marvina Robinson. You all, like I said, don't forget to support her because she's out here doing big things. I'm Cheryl Wilkerson. I thank you all for supporting me every Sunday at 11 o'clock. We'll talk again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.